This is Macro Horizons Morning Musings. I'm Ian Lingen, here to bring you our thoughts from the trading desk for Thursday, April 9th. Half day ahead of a long weekend. Enough said. Welcome to BMO COVID-19 Insights. Visit bmocm.com COVID-19 for more up-to-the-minute insights. The views expressed here are those of the participants and not those of BMO Capital Markets, its affiliates, or subsidiaries. There's a great deal of information crammed into a shortened trading session today. We do get the weekly initial jobless claim series. This will be for the week of April 4th. The expectations are for an increase to 5.5 million. That follows last week's 6.648 million. If we get a consensus print, that will bring the aggregate job losses related to the COVID-19 outbreak to 15.455 million over the course of three weeks. Now, those are staggering numbers. Just for context, we've already seen how that is translated through to a negative 700,000 print for non-farm payrolls, and a spike in the unemployment rate. What the market is attempting to gauge at this point is the trajectory and the speed of the increase in jobless claims. Now, the consensus of 5.5 million, I'll argue, is much less important than last week's figure of 6.648 million and whether or not today's print comes in above or below that. If the market gets a sense that the pace of firings is decelerating, that will contribute to the risk on sentiment, which has been in place for the bulk of this week and will reinforce the range that 10 year yields continue to hold. We have seen a great deal of debate over the course of the last week about whether or not the U.S. economy is going to experience a U-shaped recovery or a V-shaped recovery. Now, almost by definition, because of the way production is calculated, we're going to see a spike after the recession. So simply by shutting down the U.S. economy, we are going to lose somewhere between 15 and 20 percent, let's call it, of real GDP, effectively at the flip of a switch. The other side of that, however, is once production comes back online and we see factories reopen, people head back to work, there's going to be a very rapid acceleration. That's the V-shaped argument, which has a reasonable amount of merit. The U-shaped argument is simply that we lose the production and it takes much, much longer to come back online. What we're focused on is something a little more nuanced, and that's a W-shaped recovery. So a W-shaped recovery, you see some version of the bounce back that one would anticipate in a V-shape. However, as the economic realities come into focus and we get a sense of what lingering damage has been done to the labor force, we would then look for another contraction of real production as 2020 turns into 2021. This is not a novel idea. We've seen W-shaped recoveries in the past. It's essentially a back-to-back recession. And given the severity of the economic fallout from the coronavirus outbreak, it follows intuitively that there's going to be a great deal of uncertainty in financial markets and a great deal of uncertainty in the labor market and therefore the real economy for the foreseeable future. 
Translating that to today's economic data and bringing it back to jobless claims, that's why it'll be important to see the trajectory and whether there's been a slowing in the number of layoffs or not. Since the outbreak really rattled financial markets, there's been a clear tendency in the treasury market, and that is a reluctance to go home short treasuries over the weekend. That translates to a reluctance to go home long equities over the weekend as well. What will be fascinating in today's trade will be to get a sense of whether or not that paradigm continues to hold. We have seen two solid weeks of equity performance. The bottoms for stocks are arguably in, or at least there's a reasonable chance that that's what we're experiencing right now. We're technically back in a bull market for stocks. However, given the magnitude of the sell-off in March, I doubt that that's the general sense of investors in the equity space. The market's closure on Friday obviously creates a long weekend. And if we find ourselves in a situation where Thursday's closes are strong in equities, and bias towards higher treasury yields, I expect this will signal an important and decided shift in the behavior of investors during the pandemic. With that, this is Ian Lingen signing off. Stay safe, tune in, and stop out. Thanks for listening to Macro Horizons. Please visit us at bmocm.com backslash macrohorizons. We'd love to hear what you thought of today's episode. So please email me directly with any feedback at ian.lingen at bmo.com. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. For more insights, visit bmocm.com slash COVID-19. This podcast has been prepared with the assistance of employees of Bank of Montreal, BMO Nesbitt Burns, Inc., and BMO Capital Markets Corporation. Together, BMO. Notwithstanding the foregoing, this podcast should not be construed as an offer or the solicitation of an offer to sell or to buy or subscribe for any particular product or services, including, without limitation, any commodities, securities, or other financial instruments. We are not soliciting any specific action based on this podcast. It is for the general information of our clients. It does not constitute a recommendation or a suggestion that any investment or strategy referenced herein may be suitable for you. It does not take into account the particular investment objectives, financial conditions, or needs of individual clients. Nothing in this podcast constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a representation that any investment or strategy is suitable or appropriate to your unique circumstances or otherwise constitutes an opinion or a recommendation to you. BMO is not providing advice regarding the value or advisability of trading in commodity interests, including futures contracts and commodity options or any other activity, which would cause BMO or any of its affiliates to be considered a commodity trading advisor under the U.S. Commodity Exchange Act. BMO is not undertaking to act as a swap advisor to you or in your best interests, and you, to the extent applicable, will rely solely on advice from your qualified independent representative in making hedging or trading decisions. This podcast is not to be relied upon in substitution for the exercise of independent judgment. You should conduct your own independent analysis of the matters referred to herein, together with your qualified independent representative, if applicable. BMO assumes no responsibility for verification of the information in this podcast. No representation or warranty is made as to the accuracy or completeness of such information, and BMO accepts no liability whatsoever for any loss arising from any use of or reliance on this podcast. BMO assumes no obligation to correct or update this podcast. This podcast does not contain all information that may be required to evaluate any transaction or matter, and information may be available to BMO and or its affiliates that is not reflected herein. BMO and its affiliates may have positions, long or short, and affect transactions or make markets, insecurities mentioned herein, or provide advice or loans to, or participate in the underwriting or restructuring of the obligations of, issuers and companies mentioned herein. 
Moreover, BMO's trading desks may have acted on the basis of the information in this podcast. For full legal disclosure, please visit bmocm.com legal. To access our full disclosures for equity research reports, please visit researchglobal0.bmocapitalmarkets.com slash public dash disclosure slash.